0: It's
1: a new year, but it is also the time of year when the post-holiday blues can really set in. Did you overspend? Did you maybe even go into debt? Overcoming a holiday hangover? That's the subject on today's Get Ready for the Future show. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you in on this January day. My name is Scott Inman, along with Janet Walker and John Shrewsbury. Settle in for the next hour. Straight talk about your finances, your retirement, your financial future, And there is a lot going on in our world, guys. There's no question about that with the Electoral College as we uh, uh, sit here and record this on January 6th uh, of 2021 now and also the Georgia Senate races. But we're going to stay microscopic today. We're, We're handling only your personal finances today. And talking about what happens after the holidays, and I think we've all experienced this through our lifetimes on some level, right? I mean, you overspent. Uh, You put too much on the credit card in November and December, and now here comes the, the statement, the bill is due in January, I don't like January much anyway. It's my least favorite <laughs> month of the yeah. year. But yeah. but you add all that financial trouble and financial woes to it, and it just sinks, really, sometimes.
2: It does, and, and you've got to think, okay, uh, we, we're we not going to persist in this situation. we got to get ourselves out of this situation, right. maybe unlike what's going on with the federal budget these days. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I think that, that now is as good a time as any to really – Scott, I think just take stock of everything financial. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about what the holidays have done to us. But I think it's a good time to really just be very introspective as far as you and your finances are concerned and ask yourself a lot of questions. What am I going to do as far as this holiday hangover thing is concerned? What am I going to do about uh, more long term things like retirement and things of that nature? January is about new beginnings. And I think that's where we want to focus on today is how do you create a new beginning to get rid of that? That holiday hangover.
3: Yeah, and as we go through the show, we'll talk a little bit about even being prepared for next Christmas so that you don't, a year down the road, have another holiday hangover that you're dealing with at that point.
1: So I do want to say, before we dive in too far, you talk about new beginnings. It was this time 14 years ago that, John and Janet, you started A New Beginning. The Get Ready for the Future show is oh, celebrating Yay. its 14th birthday. And if you're watching us online, take a look at that. Y'all, got, y'all got cupcakes? I didn't.
3: If you're I, not watching us online, yeah, if you're listening on Saturday, <laughs> you just need to go find us on Facebook and check out what oh, here he comes just mine. brought in. She didn't yeah. forget me. Thank that, is yeah. like, oh, that is awesome. A heart Cupcakes. attack on top of yeah. that uh, cupcake. I'm not going to take a bite on camera because My those goodness. little things are going to go everywhere. But when we come back after the break, that might be a possibility. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Scott, I, I have to say that Janet found a audio clip of the first Get Ready for the Future show. Yeah. Uh, back. I don't know, you were cleaning I, I, out some yeah, stuff I was or something going
3: through some files. We were changing how we save our, our files. And in doing that, there was a little bit of a cleanup to be done after this many years of electronic files. And so I ran across the very first, mm. you know, like 15 or 20 second segment of the show.
2: Yeah, And let me just say it sucked. It was terrible.
3: <laughs> I would agree. It was, it was bad. We
2: were scared to death. Uh, yeah. We had jumped off into uh, doing radio and, and, and not at a at a free, you know, it was not free. We so we were spending a lot of money. Yeah. Right, right, right. Fourteen years ago, it was a a huge amount of money for us to spend uh, to be on the radio. But uh, I wouldn't have changed anything about I, what we I did. I
3: wouldn't either. And I we we hadn't planned on talking about this, but I'll divert for a moment. I think it's worth it for the entrepreneurs who are listening to us out there. Um, that radio show was a complete leap of faith for us because it cost more for I mean we had committed to a year contract and it cost more than what we could fathom at the time Mm. but we believed that we needed to do it and and what happened on that on that very first show we had a prospect who contacted us as a result of that show and that one prospect was enough to pay for the full year and we were like you know that's very confirming that this is where we're supposed to be. And here we are 14 years later. And and really, the radio show has been a good conduit um, for us to reach so many Arkansans and help you guys just get ready for the future.
2: And, and now people all across, uh, you know, the state of Arkansas are listening to us on terrestrial radio. But now we haven't got the opportunity to talk to people yeah. all, re- literally all around the world uh, to talk about their finances. And hopefully, Scott, what we've been able to do in these 14 years is make a difference. I think that's the key in is that that hopefully, uh, people have heard something uh, on this show that has ultimately made a big difference in their finances and in their life. And that's why we do it.
3: So I I would say to the entrepreneurs out there, maybe you've got a big, scary idea. If you're passionate about it, jump in. Yeah, go for it. Yeah.
2: Nobody, nobody did anything by being very 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 careful they, right. they did it by that's taking right. risks
1: well I can't tell you how many people have come up to me in the almost five years that I've been here and talked about how they listen to the show either every Saturday or occasionally it it has become what I has have coined the uh, go to home Depot radio show yes. you know yes. people are out doing their errands and going to do things on a Saturday morning and they listen and uh, people from all walks of life I, I I might add and I think it's important what John said that it is making a difference a lot of people yeah. listen and don't ever become clients and that's okay yeah uh, If they're gaining something, but we would certainly love to uh, make you a client uh, if you would like as well. So we're talking about, which, by the way, when I said that, it was hard to believe. I've been here almost five years.
3: Yeah, you're coming up. February one. Yeah,
2: I've been on the show
1: almost five years.
2: Okay, we're all getting old here. So let's move on. That's
1: true. So the holiday (laughs) hangover, right? Uh, Did you spend too much? Did you maybe even go into debt? Did you did you spend more than you can even pay back in one month? Well, statistics say lots of us did. In 2019, uh, holiday retail sales in the U.S. surpassed the trillion dollar mark. Yes, 12 zeros. U.S. households spending an average of $1,536 during the season. So, to put that in a little bit of perspective, $1 trillion, 1 trillion seconds is 32,000
2: years. So if you spent a dollar for 32,000 years per every second, second per yeah. second. Jeez. That's a tr- that, and that That's puts, a little bit
3: mind-boggling. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry,
2: that also puts into perspective the what they're doing and, <laughs> and, and in Congress these days of yeah. just, you know, oh, let's spend another trillion. Okay, you know, what the heck.
3: So, so let's talk about this as far as the stats on budgeting and not budgeting and all of that. So again, we obviously don't have the information yet for 2020, but going back to 2019, 56.3% of Americans who bought gifts set a budget in advance for holiday spending. But you ready? Of those 56.3% who set a budget, only 64% of them actually stuck to it. Mm-hmm. So that means the vast majority of people either didn't have one or decided that the budget didn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm. And and what's more on this is that 20% of people surveyed opened some form of credit card. Now, that's not necessarily saying that they put all of that trillion dollars on the credit card or anything, or, but or
3: had debt after, you know, because yes. you can use it and then pay it off. But they did open a new form of debt acquisition.
2: And also 21% of people surveyed went into debt. Over Christmas and and you know you got to begin to think okay Christmas comes around every year at the same time yep. it's not a surprise to anybody so maybe planning could be something that you change in 2021 uh, planning for Christmas because you know uh, you know as long as we're still around there's going to be a Christmas in 2021 so why not go ahead and start planning for it now and then you maybe don't have to go into debt and maybe that begins to break that cycle of debt that so many Americans are on right now Scott
1: yeah and I think it's exemplary uh, of the overall financial situation that we're in in this country, too. I mean, I think that it is highlighted or exacerbated during the holiday season, but we we all tend to struggle with the temptations of overspending, the temptations of going in the debt, the temptations of the buy now and worry about it later uh, mentality. And if you take that through every month of the year, you can definitely get off track for your retirement and your and your financial freedom. So we're going to talk about ways to reset, maybe, um, after this holiday hangover that may have set in for you. And if they didn't, you're still going to find lots of uh, tips in the rest of the show to get on track for your retirement. That's when they get ready for the future show continues. Stay with us. We're just getting started. We're going to get a bite to eat and be back in a moment. <laughs> we are celebrating... Our fourteen really good birthday that with some really good with some cupcakes <laughs> in studio, and it, yeah, they, they are really good. But uh, hard to believe. Get ready for the future show. Fourteen years old uh, today, or at least this week, first week in yeah. Januarys when uh, the John and Janet first went on the air. Today we're talking about in this first week in January the the holiday hangover, getting past that uh, mentality of maybe a defeatist attitude if you overspent uh, over the holiday season. You know, I think there's a, a, a real temptation too to go, boy, I just can't I can't lick this financial stuff uh, because I, I didn't do well. Uh, I think that uh, overeating falls into this category over the holiday <laughs> season too. Right? I mean, you you really go, man, this is just a, I, I give up. But it's the new year, and we're going to offer some tips that you can apply to getting back on track, whether it's for retirement or it's just to get out of debt. If you put yourself in debt or if you drained your emergency savings too, I mean, I don't think Christmas is really an emergency, or you borrowed from your retirement. Hopefully you didn't do that. But if you did anything tapping into the piggy bank that you shouldn't have done, you've put your financial independence certainly in jeopardy. So the first thing we do is we talk about damage control and, and take some time and reflect, you know, what caused the overspending? And what can you do to prevent being back in this situation again in 12 months?
2: Scott, I think that when you are talking about really any kind of debt, you have to have what I would call a a pivotal moment. You have to go, okay, something has happened, and I'm going to not do this again. And I think that for a lot of people, Janet, it is the realization that if you are in debt, As the Bible says, you are servant to the lender, but you are also... Basically funding someone else's financial future That's instead true. of your own.
3: That's true. I, I think you do have to get to the why. Like, h- how and why did this happen? You know, is it that uh, for whatever reason you you had to buy for 10 more people than you were expecting? Okay, is that going to happen the next year as well? Uh, and so you can plan for that, or is it? And this is not as likely in 2020 because of COVID. There wasn't as much in-person shopping as there was online shopping shopping for many people this year. But, you know, those impulse buys, so you go in to get Aunt Susie a sweater and then while you're looking at them, you get one for yourself too. And that's really pretty common in Christmas shopping and and you wind up with, you know, more stocking stuffers and more 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 whatever it is just because you're there and you're in the store. I, I I'll tell you if you are out and about, you're going to spend more money than if you're staying at home. And so I think being very intentional, you know, if that's part of what happened for you this year, then for next year to really start and very intentionally make a list. And this is what I'm going to buy. And this is all that I'm going to buy. It's the same concept as when you go to the grocery store. You know, if you go in with your list, you're not going to buy a ton of excess where if you go in, hungry and you go in without a list, you're going to come home with a lot of things that you didn't really need.
2: I think you also have to ask yourself, what is it that you're trying to do when you are overspending, you know, for holidays? Are you trying to win someone's affection with stuff? You know that that's a that's a pretty deep yeah. uh, evaluation you've got to make there. But but look, debt touches all kinds of things in your in your psyche and everything, and and is actually driven by all kinds of things uh, in your psyche that you may not even really realize. So I think a, a good. Mental assessment is yeah. always good uh, starting place for trying to do some damage control.
1: Yeah, and where did the most damage occur? I think that's a great place to 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 delve into too, because I think some of us have weaknesses in different categories than others. You know, uh, if you go go to most banks or credit card websites, they'll automatically organize those expenses into categories. Online, I think about my uh, credit card site where it'll tell me exactly what category that I spent on, and, and I'll tell you my weakness. It's it's eating out. It's the restaurants. Mm-hmm. That's where I can look and go, boy. I, you you see where your priorities are, or your or your likes are, I guess, things you enjoy the most, and that allows you. I think it's very helpful and therapeutic in general. And if it's if we're just talking about the holidays, to look back over that and say, this is where I have a, a problem overspending. And, man, sometimes it's a real eye-opener on how much you spend.
3: Yeah, I, I'll take a moment and, and talk to the moms for just a minute because I think this is pretty common. Uh, my, my kids are 17 and 14. Our daughter is the 14-year-old. And any time this year when you asked her, what do you want for Christmas? Nothing. I don't need anything. And she really meant that. Like, that was her legitimate, to her core, in her heart answer. Like, she wears school uniforms, so she doesn't need any clothes for school. Um, We're not going a whole lot of places. She's got, we're, we're real casual at church. She's good on that. So it was like, what am I going to do? like I don't want to have nothing under the tree for her, hmm. and her brother is naming like seventy two thousand things that we can get for him, and so there's a little bit of mommy guilt there, like if you if you do even within budget, if you do for him x amount, then it's like i I have to like I have to get her something and I did, and she enjoyed it and appreciated it, but when you apply that to let's say things are tighter, you know, then maybe you just get a couple of things instead of many things just to make your mommy heart feel better. If the kid really doesn't want anything, let's not just go, blah, here you go.
2: Yeah. And I think that you have to kind of understand that things will be okay. Yeah. You know, uh, nobody, I, I, you know, I certainly don't remember, five years ago what I got for Christmas, per se. Or when
3: you were 14, what your parents did or didn't
2: do. None of that is really... Long lasting. Right. And and so I think that you've got to have that, that mental assessment, as I called it, about where you're going with uh, in terms of what's driving your spending. But then I think you have to get down to the brass tacks of, okay, I've done it. Now, what do I do yeah. about it? And, and I think that you've got to get after it with a vengeance. You've got to go after that debt. If you've amassed some debt and maybe it wasn't all from Christmas, maybe this is just the wake up call yeah. and, and you go, okay, I got to have a plan. I've got to be able to to uh, run at this thing and knock it out and then not go back there again. Uh, There are folks that are debt serial offenders, you know, they they, they pay it off, and then they go right back and get Hmm. at it again.
3: I'll tell you for our family, and it wasn't Christmas debt, it was medical debt um, from everything that my husband had been through health wise. And it was it was a six figure amount of of medical debt. And I mean, that'll that'll change your life and not for the better. Um, But we went through a period of time where and, and John will tell you, um, I I love me some Coca-Cola. I mean, I'm going to have a Coke at lunch if I possibly can, Um, but that was one of the things that we just went, you know what, we don't have to do that. We drink a whole lot of water, which is frankly healthier, but it's also cheaper. Mm -hmm. We had ramen noodles, and then we had ramen noodles, and we seriously, we didn't buy soft drinks, we didn't buy, um, we're not coffee drinkers, but we didn't buy tea, anything like that that would be considered something you could cut out. We just didn't we just didn't do those things. And we literally had, I know it's odd for somebody in my age group to say this and, and for, for us to have done it in our 20s and 30s, we literally had rabbit ears. Like we cut off everything else. We went, we don't have to pay for entertainment. We can take what is free and use that and enjoy life because paying down debt is going to help us enjoy life. Now,
2: let me say that you don't have to be in that kind of dire right. extreme situation. You've got some debt, you need to get rid of it, be systematic about it, go ahead and and uh, create a debt snowball for yourself. Uh, and if you don't have the ability to do that, or the understanding of how to do that, reach out to us, we will help you to to actually put one of those things together. And help you to uh, basically accelerate the payment of that debt and get it paid off way faster and save a whole lot of interest in the process and i think that's uh you know the practical thing that you've got to look at and say okay how can i get this going but but i think that the other thing that you've got to have here is some accountability and the ability to actually have someone direct you because you may not really understand uh, exactly where you are. And I think sometimes the beginning of healing is the recognition of the truth.
3: Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I want to talk about one opportunity that you may have sitting in your bank account right now. And hopefully you haven't uh, utilized it in some other way. But when you got your whatever you're calling your COVID check, your stimulus check, and we've heard people call it different things. But if you got your 600, recently, then if you're in this situation that we're talking about, let's use that to help you move forward. Maybe you need to pay down debt and get over the, the holiday hangover with it. Maybe it's building up your emergency fund, but let's be intentional about, hey, here's $600 that is not in our ordinary cash flow. Let's use it to help us move forward.
2: Yeah, And I think that, that if you're talking about a husband and wife, that's $1,200. And that is a huge impact on on getting you down the road on debt. But I want to go back to the planning again, Scott, because I think the planning gives you a vision of where you're going, because it can be so uh, lonely, really, uh, to, to look at a stack of bills and say, well, I just got this little bit that I can throw at it. I don't really know what the end result is going to be. You've got to have a vision of where you're going and when you're going to get there. And only by planning, are you really going to to peel back the layers of that and really understand your situation. And so I, I've got to put a plug in for actually reaching out to us here at Gen GenWealth and, and getting a plan together and really don't just limit it to your debt. Look at your entire financial picture.
1: Yeah, I, I think is it fair to say it puts things in black and white terms. You yeah, you have very fixed numbers that you know you have parameters set and that if you follow that plan and you get the outcome that we're seeking, things are going to be the way you want them. And you get to decide how you want them, right? You set that outcome and the plan becomes your guide to get there. And and it, it can be murky and very vague if you don't have a plan. I mean, I think that's the key. That it, That's how we overspend. You know, it's really just a – pull it out even to a larger scale of what Janet was talking about. You go into the grocery store with a list. If you don't have a list, you get more than you need and you yeah. waste, you likely wasted money.
3: I, I remember that phase of life for me, um, uh, right out of college. I, uh, you know, I, I was earning an income that was significant to me and it was, you know, the first time I'd had real money and I had, uh, technically cousins, but more like the ages of nieces and nephews. And you kind of spoil them before you get your own kids, you know? And I remember going shopping, uh, uh, Christmas shopping for them with this uh, guy I was dating at the time, and we came out of a store and he said, "Do you have any idea how much you've spent today? and And, and I did know, but and and frankly, it was a good it, it was a good conversation for us to have, and I, I appreciated him thinking that way and being able to address that in a dating type situation. It's important to know how people are going to handle their money. But the point was, it didn't matter to me. Like it was a, it was a big dollar amount that I was okay with because I didn't have any other obligations. But when you get to a point where that changes, you have to adjust along the way.
2: I think uh, oftentimes you've got to be sure you're chopping down the right forest. You know, you, you, you could be working, 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 and you might be chopping the wrong forest down. You got to be sure to plan and understand where that plan is taking you. And when you're going to get there,
1: we got to take a break back in a moment. John mentioned in the last segment the importance of planning and setting those parameters in place so you can seek the outcome you want, reach financial freedom, avoid the holiday hangover in Christmas of at Christmas of 2021. The first step towards building that plan for you is a free step to take. It costs you nothing to come in and sit down with one of our advisors. You can do that by calling 501-653-7355. Again, if you're driving, it's 501-653-7355. And if you're driving, don't write it down right now. You, you can go find it at our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. When you're not driving, it's uh, there as well. That's our main number here in Bryant, but it will connect you with an advisor near you. We have offices in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, Northwest Louisiana, and Conway, and as well as here in Bryant. That process, again, begins with a free, about a two-hour or so appointment. It may take a little more. It may take a little less, depending on everything that we need to talk about. But you share your hopes and dreams with us, what you want to accomplish, your outcome you are seeking, and we will then go to work on building your plan and get back together and present it to you. Also want to remind you of an upcoming webinar, our next webinar coming up on Tuesday, January 19th, with LPL Chief Market Strategist Ryan Dietrich. 6.30 is the time. You can click the link in the comments uh, section or visit getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events to register. That is free. Uh, We're going to talk about Outlook 2021 in terms of the market and the economy. We've had so many questions in 2020 with the COVID pandemic pandemic. sending markets into tailspins down, then a ride back up and now a new administration coming in later this month. What is going to happen uh, in 2021? The LPL research team is on that, and Chief Market Strategist Ryan Dietrich will join us. You'll want to be sure to be tuned in for that from an investment perspective. But today we're talking on the Get Ready for the Future show about uh, if you're in a holiday hangover, how do you get out of it and avoid getting into it again? And, and one of the things we talked about in the last segment was uh, assessing the damage. Did you overspend? Did you go into debt? What happened? How did it happen? then looking at trimming your budget. You know, you may not have to be um, as extreme as Janet was when she was trying to get out of medical debt, Mm -hmm. at least for not very long. But I do think one thing we didn't mention was consider trying a no-spend month. Just try to do it for a month. Uh, you'll, You'll be surprised probably at how much you you spend that's not necessary, and that would allow you to reset your budget for the upcoming year. But John talked about the planning, and I, and I want to get back to that. Everything else in your life, like everything else in your life, a little planning can make a huge difference in the outcome of your holiday spending. Uh, and and that planning, it, 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 it needs to be holistic I think it needs to include all aspects. but John, you mentioned the debt snowball. That's a great way to set a plan on if you went into debt over the holiday season and setting that setting that plan in motion to get out of debt and then avoiding it in the future.
2: I think if you think about the uh, the ultimate thing of being debt free and and what you could do with your money, if you were debt free. That's that's kind of the future vision that, that you've gotta have in planning. But I think you also have to, to you know convince yourself to say, Okay, what is done is done. I am here right now. What counts is not what we did, but what we're going to do. And what we're going to do is have this plan to actually reach that ultimate destination. There's a lot of psychology about that 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 goes into place, not just the numbers. If it was just the numbers, Janet, this would be easy because oh, yeah. you know people can sit down with a calculator and figure this out. But there is so much psychology that is involved in uh, getting into debt and getting out of debt.
3: You're absolutely right, and and you know the overspending that occurs in the first place, you know, to get you to that point. Um, one of the things that I think is important and that I rarely see anybody do, even people who are pretty good budgeters um, and who are forward-minded financially, one of the things that I don't see people very often do is to label their savings. Like we'll have people who have maybe $150,000 sitting in the bank and And the question is, okay, what's the purpose for these dollars? And if you go through and tell me $50,000 of it is true emergency fund to cover our six months of expenses, we're going to do some remodeling that takes another 50, and then we want to buy a vehicle, and that's 50. Okay, you've accounted for all 150. That's great. Not a problem. But what happens instead of something like that is, I mean, it's just kind of there you know, so, so at what point have you maybe crossed a threshold that you shouldn't have crossed? You know, it's okay to have some generic savings, but most of it needs to have a label so that you can say, hey, we've got vacation covered because it's this amount. We've got Christmas covered because it's this amount. We've got our emergency fund. Putting those labels on there allows you to have a stopping point on whatever it is. I mean, Like when we talk about vacations, Scott, you're fond of talking about, you know, in retirement, people might choose to go to Paris, Arkansas, or they might choose to go to Paris, France. That vacation money is a very different budget line, and the same is true really for so many other categories. You've just got to decide what your line is and label your savings so you don't go over that.
2: And I think you have to make some hard decisions. The easy decision would be to look at how much money you're putting away for retirement in your 401k or something like that and go, all right, I'm going to just stop doing that. And I'm going to attack this debt. And and there would maybe even be people that would tell you, advise you to do that. I think you can make decisions in other areas of your life and not affect your long-term financial future because ultimately that's what's going to drive your financial future are those contributions to your retirement accounts and things of that nature and the ability to get the free money match from your employer. Uh, Everybody that has an employer plan uh, look, you're just missing it if you don't get that match, uh, if you're not at least doing that. Now, you might want to draw back a little bit if you just don't have any other room in your budget to address the debt. And And I think that's where a financial coach or or someone to come alongside you and help you to understand, okay, this is the balance that you need to have right. here. Because that, that third-party, disinterested, unemotional advice is incredibly valuable to you if you want to try to accomplish uh, being debt free and ultimately being financially independent.
1: Now, I want to tap into the psychology that you kind of referred to a little bit earlier in the segment, John. You know, we we mentioned earlier on today in this show about uh, the holiday hangover can kind of put you in a funk. It's it's kind of this yep. defeatist mentality that I, I can't do this, and and I think maybe you're onto something when you say maybe that's why people don't really build the plan because they think. They, they don't even give much time thinking about what do they want, what, do, what does financial independence look like, because they feel defeated that they can't get there.
3: I, I remember having that conversation not about holiday spending, but about car payments with a couple that w- really, they were pretty well on track for retirement. And we were just going through and talking about cash flow, having that type of conversation. And the wife looked at me and said, well, I mean, you're always going to have a car payment. Mm -hmm. And I I said that kind of smart alecky. It didn't quite come across in that tone when she was talking to me, but it was just she was completely convinced that everybody, regardless of what their situation, you know, what their details might be, that everybody was always going to have a car payment. At this point, they don't have one anymore. You know, (laughs) we've we've gotten through some coaching, and, and it's a little bit different mindset the same thing is true of Christmas. You, you don't have to sit there and say in January, I mean, everybody's going to have some holiday hangover. Not necessarily. You, if you plan for it ahead of time, it doesn't have to be like that.
2: How many times, Scott, have you heard people say, I'm just going to work till I die? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that that is a form of that, yeah. you know, giving up on the ability to become financially right. independent and saying, I'm just going to work till I die. Now, maybe that's what you want to do. A lot of people are made to work and and you know that that's their their thing in life is that they enjoy it and they're they're going to you -hmm. know go to their grave doing the thing that they enjoy if that's your motivation behind it then that's okay but if your motivation is i just can't get there from here i i i will tell you that you are selling yourself short in saying that because i have seen people make leaps and bounds toward their goals in retirement when they didn't think they could get there from here. Well, and, it really all is driven by psychology.
3: And frankly, we've also seen people who were already at the point where they could retire, and they just didn't know it, you know. And so they, they their thought was, I'm going to keep working for six or seven more years. Yeah. They were already there and didn't have anybody to come alongside them and say, actually, you could do it now if you want to.
1: And back to the plan, so one of our one of our tips here is set your spending budget now talking about for the holidays for Christmas shopping and for the entire holiday season. But setting your spending budget, you know, I think about what Janet said about uh, itemizing, if you will, your savings. Mm-hmm. What What is the purpose for each amount in your savings account? That goes back to the full-on plan. I mean, could yeah. you even really think about, boy, if I make a retirement plan, I've actually got a spending budget for the holidays? Yes, you do. It's all mm-hmm. part of the
2: itemization process. You know, we've gotten away from a couple of tools that uh, – the retail industry and the banking industry used to use to facilitate christmas one of them was yes. layaway yes and the other was a christmas club yes yeah the the banks used to have a christmas club that they would set aside a certain amount of money every month into a savings account for you and you couldn't withdraw it until like october or november so you mm-hmm. could go buy the christmas and you didn't have to go put it on the credit so to speak and and layaway was much the same thing well you just don't have that anymore uh, at any retail store that I'm aware of. You know
3: that was really started. the The Christmas Club stuff was started before the complete onset of credit cards. Yes. And so because people didn't have the option to swipe a card and pay for Christmas, sort of pay for Christmas, then they had to save in advance. What a novel concept to be forced to save in advance for whatever mm. it is that you're wanting to do. I'm not in favor of forcing people to do that, <laughs> but, but if we've done it before historically, and we have because there was no other choice before credit cards, then we can do it again. I think it's, uh,
2: you know, there's been some I guess progress if you will on in terms of the communication of the impact of credit cards mm-hmm. on on you know your statements and what have you because if you read the statement it will tell you how financially stupid a credit card if you know you just that, pay if the you, minimum if, payment if, if you yeah. carry the balance or whatever the case may be if you maintain a balance let's say of ten thousand dollars on a credit card you're probably going to pay that credit card company twelve to fifteen hundred dollars in interest for the privilege of being able to carry that ten thousand dollars. Think about what that twelve hundred dollars could do oh, yeah. somewhere else. And by the way, think about what that monthly payment could do, because you're also paying principal on that payment, and you go out and build it back up, and and it's just this cycle of of financial mm-hmm. death if you're not careful. And so, yes, you do need to to outline your budget for your your uh, Christmas spending now, so you don't. Repeat that cycle into the future.
1: Yeah, I, I thought when we saw that 20% of uh, Americans opened a credit card during the holiday season, that's probably those store credit cards because yeah. they, they got 5% off, right? You get a
3: discount. But they had yeah. to pay
1: 22% in interest. Hey, we've got one more segment coming up on the Get Ready for the Future show. When we return, uh, we're going to wrap things up. And don't forget, if you'd like to uh, make an appointment with a Wealth advisor, the number is 501-653-7355 or reach out with an email. Just send it to info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Talking about getting out of that holiday hangover. If you overspent over the Christmas season and don't let it defeat you for the entire year of 2021, we've talked about assessing the damage, working a plan to get out of debt, trim your budget, and that creates margin for you uh, with your cash flow, and then set that spending budget for next year's Christmas. Those are a few tips that we talked about today on the Get Ready for the Future show. And as we wrap things up today in our final segment, we're going to open it up to the bigger picture because all these things apply to Christmas spending, but it also applies to life. In the grand scheme of things, overspending a little on one holiday, one time, probably won't throw you majorly off track, especially if you are building some retirement savings. But as we kind of talked about the psychology, guys, building toward the future you want starts with the decisions that you make right now.
2: Yeah, you can't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. Uh, that's very clear that you, you you just won't ever get there if you, if you do that. And I think that that's where a, a complete... Picture of your finances really does come into play for you uh, when you come in and sit down with a gen wealth advisor and do a financial plan. Maybe it's the the holiday hangover that is the catalyst of this, but I want you to think about what the possibilities are if you actually sit down and plan, because you can can not only break that cycle of debt, but you can actually begin to make some progress. And I think that that is where everything begins is being able to understand what the possibilities are and where you're going with it. And to be able to make some progress and make some tracks on on your planning is good. But I also think that there is education involved in that. Guys, how many times have we seen people stop putting money into their 401k plan because we had a time like we had in March of 2020? Now, we're nine or 10 months away from uh, removed from that episode, but everybody was frankly just scared to death during that time, didn't know whether the financial markets would ever recover or anything. But the people who stuck with their plan went through that and, and did exactly what they, they needed to do. Only the people that, that were educated were able to do that because otherwise people just you know irrationally think, well, this is a bad investment. The The account value keeps going down. Right. On a day-to-day basis, it keeps going down. And Janet, I think that education component combined with the vision of what a plan can give you really does uh, allow for there to be change.
3: I, I think the education in that realm is important. And, and I'll talk about a, another aspect of education, and that is to, to get together with your family members, you know, the people you're exchanging gifts with and everything, and get on the same page and really understand, like, from each other what's important financially because it's one thing to have a whole lot of gifts under the tree but maybe what if you had fewer gifts under the tree but you could retire earlier or if you had fewer gifts under the tree but you take a a really good family vacation that you don't normally do. Um, what's more important, there, there's one year that we, um, we just decided to forego gift giving on my husband's side of the family, and we all went on a family cruise. So we did zero shopping for each other that year. But that is one of the most memorable Christmases we, we've had ever because we chose the experience rather than the stuff. And, and I think that that's part of you know, your financial planning. Can you choose the experience of financial independence? Has that ever even crossed your mind that your decisions on the holidays – impact the the reality or lack thereof for you as far as financial independence is concerned and
2: not just the experience of financial independence but the experiences that financial independence will afford you to have that's that's the key is everybody's into the experience these days and I get that and that that is a probably a very positive trend in our society right now but in order to go through those experiences it takes money and and either you're going to borrow that money or you Going to spend that money that you've earned. It is much better to spend that money and not have that experience hangover down the road as well. When you talk about the word change, I think about everybody this year, or not everybody, but so
1: many people talking about I can't wait for 2020 to be over. It's been such an awful (laughs) year, as if when the calendar turns to 2021, everything's going to magically get better. Change doesn't happen that way, especially in your financial lives. Change is determined by the decisions that you make differently than you did uh, last time. Mistakes can't be undone, but they can be avoided in the future. Uh,
3: Scott, you're having the same conversation that I've been having with people about 2020 to 2021. Yeah. Here we are a weekend, and I guarantee you, unless you have made changes, your financial environment, if you will, doesn't know that it's a different year. Right.
2: Yeah. I think that that the only change that is going to be uh, made from 2021 to 2020, and your own personal finances are the ones that you're intentional about. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that you're really going to see substantive change. Because look, you are in charge of your future, and, and I know that that bad things happen to good people, and and uh, circumstances crop up, and it causes you to go into a financial tailspin. Those things are going to happen, but there are many, many things that we do to ourselves financially that get into a pickle more so than that big event that wrecks your financial future you know i've, I've had people uh come in before and say you know i want to be real careful and not tie up my money because i might need it at some point yeah. in time and and i always look at them and say Tell me somebody that you've ever known that needed a half million dollars all, all at once, all at one time, yeah. and they had to put their hands on it right mm-hmm. then. You know, mm-hmm. those are things that that you've got to think about when it comes to that financial independence thing. Is what decisions are you making? that are going to drive financial independence in 2021.
1: Yeah, I always tell people you plan for the positive and plan for everything that could happen. And if it doesn't, that's that's great. If the bad things don't happen, that's great. But if you don't plan and everything happens, that's where you really get into problems. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about planning and about your mindset about planning. I think that that's so critical to understand how you think and whether that maybe needs to be adjusted a little bit. So a plan, you know, most people will think about, oh, my gosh, I don't want to sit down and do planning. That sounds like spreadsheets and yuck and numbers and boring and budget and blah, blah, blah really a plan is the manifestation of your excitement. Whatever it is that you're excited about, if you're excited about a trip, you're going to plan for it. If you're excited about retirement, well, you're going to plan for it. And that's what allows it to become your reality. So consider your plan to be things that it is going to allow you to do instead of what it's not going to allow you to do. Just like budgeting, it's the things that it will help you and allow you to do, not restrict you from doing.
2: And Scott, I think it's important to uh, for our listeners to understand that regardless of where you are in, in life... There's no judgment uh, when you come mm-hmm. to Gen Wealth and, and sit down with an advisor. We've had advisors at where you are, or maybe even worse, yeah. and and they've come out of that and they've learned from that experience and they can share that experience with you. There's no judgment in that. There, there's really no uh, no case that that we go. I, we just. Can't help you. We will help you in one way or the other get the help that you are looking for and that you need. Maybe it's just a little tweak that needs to be done. Maybe it's a complete overhaul. Don't know until we sit down with you. But we have advisors across the state of Arkansas, Northwest Louisiana. We've got folks that I, and that are greatly experienced at all stages of life mm-hmm. to help you wherever you are. So all you have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call at Gen Wealth, and we can help you make. 2021 different than 2020 but keep in mind if nothing changes nothing changes yeah i think it's so much more it's worth pointing
1: out it's so much more than investments too i think that's yes. where the the conversation uh, generally goes to when people come in and have an expectation of meeting with a financial advisor, that it is only about picking the right investments. Your financial freedom is not dependent on picking the right investments. It's about planning and having the right investment strategy, the overall approach uh, to your investments and your assets. That number, if you want to reach out and set that first complimentary appointment with a GenWealth financial advisor, is 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501 501- Six five three seven three five five. You can also do it by email. Just send it to info at get ready for the and Anna Olive will get back uh, with you. She is our client introductory specialist to set an appointment with an advisor that can best meet your specific needs and goals. Well, hopefully, we've helped you get out of the uh, holiday hangover today. It is coming up on time for our final thoughts. There's the bell, and Janet, I'm going to let you go first.
3: All right. Uh, Whether you're thinking about retirement or, or just thinking about the holidays, whatever it is that's on your mind right now, I would say that a little planning goes a long ways for you. So don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. We talked about that earlier. It's so important to have that more holistic mindset, holistic point of view on this and set your budget early. That means start now, because if you put it off, you're going to be in the same situation a year from now as you are at this point and then set your intentions. And this is always a big one for me. I have a shirt that says, remember your why. It it applies to lots of different concepts that, you know, depending on what's going on at that point. But remember your why when you're budgeting for the holidays. You know, if if you're trying to impress somebody, maybe reevaluate that a little bit.
2: Scott, I think I, I love what you said just a few minutes ago, and that is without a plan, Whatever happens to you, it just happens, it, 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 and and you become a victim of circumstances, if you will. Maybe circumstances that you created, maybe circumstances that somebody else created. But if you don't have a plan, then you can't be intentional about anything because you're really you really haven't put your intentions on paper and put them uh, on purpose. And and that is what we want to help you do here at Genwealth. So I think that is a a huge takeaway from our show today. And I think also if you're not planning for the smaller life events, how do you know that you're on track for the bigger ones? That's a that's a big question because a lot of those small adjustments really do kind of add up to the big picture that you're trying to achieve. Well, planning starts with a good outlook of what's to
1: come. I'll use the opportunity to plug our upcoming Outlook 2021 webinar with our guest, Ryan Dietrich. He is the Chief Market Strategist for LPL Financial. It's Tuesday, January 19th at 6.30 p.m., Register at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. We'll see you again next week.
0: The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501 653 7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general
3: information only.